Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to our book reading When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. We continue on page 253. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam enters Makkah. The Prophet's standard bearer and commander of the right wing, Zubair, was commanded to make his entry into Makkah through the upper part of Qadar and to pitch his standard at Hajun. He and the troops were to stay there until the arrival of the Prophet ﷺ. Abu Ubaidah, the commander of the infantry and the unarmed soldiers, was to go along the route leading from inside the valley and to descend into Makkah ahead of the Prophet, peace be upon him. At this stage, the Quraysh assembled some of their men under Safwan bin Umayyah, Ikrama Abi Jahal and Sahal bin Amr at Handama and entrusted them with the last vestiges of resistance against the Muslim army. If they too fell, there was no choice but to accept the Muslim supremacy over Makkah. And indeed, that day there was no choice before the Quraysh but to accept Allah's decree. After nearly 21 years of patience and endurance of persecution, Allah's Messenger would finally enter his sacred mosque, victorious and unchallenged. Halid and his men passed the company and made short walk of the Makkan resistance. Twelve of the pagans were killed and the rest took on the hills. Once he had dismissed his contingent, no barriers remained in Halid's way. He and his men charged into Makkah, marching through the streets by lanes without any opposition. Two men who got separated from them were killed. Finally at Safa, Halid and his men met up with the Prophet ﷺ. Zubair, on the other hand, arrived at Hajun and planted his standard near Fath Mosque. He put up a tent there for Umm Salama and Maimuna, and in compliance with the Prophet's instructions, he waited for the Prophet, peace be upon him, to arrive there. When the Prophet got there, he rested briefly and then moved forward, accompanied by Abu Bakr. At last, the moment ordained by Allah had arrived and his servant was finally free to worship him without impediment. Humble in victory, flanked by his followers, the Prophet, peace be upon him, entered the sacred mosque reciting Surah Fath. He then kissed the black stone and circumambulated the Kaaba. Around it were 360 idols that the pagans had placed over the years. He prodded each with a stick in his hand, reciting the following two verses. Truth has come and falsehood has vanished. Truly falsehood is ever bound to vanish. Chapter 17 verse 81 And the truth has arrived and falsehood can neither prove nor disprove anything. Chapter 34 verse 49 after the Prophet, peace be upon him, had circled the house of Allah, he sent for Uthman bin Talha, who held the keys of the Kaaba. He took the keys from Uthman and had the doors opened. The idols inside were removed and destroyed, and all the pictures rubbed out. Following this, the Prophet, peace be upon him, entered the structure with Usama bin Zaid and Bilal and shut the door. He then faced the front wall and stood at a distance of three cubits thereof, and keeping one pillar on his left, two on the right, and three at the rear, offered two raka'ah in prayer. He then went around the sacred mosque, praising and glorifying Allah. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then opened the door of the Kaaba. By then, the area around the Kaaba was packed with the Quraysh, who apprehensively awaited his next step. 
The Prophet, peace be upon him, stood at the door of the Kaaba holding its frame while the Quraysh arranged themselves in front of him. To his old persecutors, humbled thus before him, he spoke at length as he explained several injunctions of Islam and annulled all pagan practices. He then asked the Quraysh, O Quraysh, what do you think I am about to do with you? We hope for the best, they replied. You are a noble brother and son of a noble brother. The Prophet said simply, Have no fear this day. Go your way, for you are all free. The Prophet, peace be upon him, descended and sat in the sacred mosque. He then returned the keys to Uthman bin Talha and said, The key shall remain with you and none but a tyrant who take it from you. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then climbed Mount Safa until he could see the Kaaba. He then raised his hands in prayer. When he had finished, the people came up to confess their faith and pledge their allegiance. Among those who became Muslim that day was Abu Kuhafa, the father of his dear companion Abu Bakr, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, expressed great joy at his conversion. Women also came up and asked to be admitted into Islam, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, administered the following oath to them without shaking their hands. Pledge that you will not associate anything with Allah, steal, commit adultery, kill your children, slander anyone, nor disobey me. Among the women who took the oath of allegiance that day was Hind bin Utbah, the wife of Abu Sufyan. She came veiled and in disguise as she feared for her life. What she had done to the dead body of Hamza had been unforgivable, and the fear of retribution gnawed at her. After taking the oath, she said, O Messenger of Allah, there was no tent on the face of the earth more detested by me than yours, but now your tent is the dearest of all to me. Thereupon the Prophet, peace be upon him, remarked, By the one in whose hand lies the life of Muhammad, it is so. Umar bin Khattab sat below the Prophet's seat, relaying the Prophet's words to the people and administering the oath of allegiance on behalf of the Prophet. Some people came to pledge their willingness to migrate for the sake of Islam, but the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The Muhajireen have garnered all the reward of Hijrah, or the migration for the sake of Allah. Now that Makkah has been conquered, there can be no more migration. However, Jihad remains open to you, and so does the intention to make jihad. When you are called upon to fight in Allah's way, go forth. Death for Criminals The general amnesty notwithstanding, the Prophet, peace be upon him, sentenced the worst criminals to death that day, and issued orders to kill them even if they were found clinging to the covering of the Kaaba. Allah's wrath had finally descended upon them, and the vast earth appeared constricted as they faced retribution. However, it is also illuminating to reflect that of all the population of Makkah who had waged war against Islam, only four people were killed that day. They were Ibn Hatal, Muqis bin Sababa, Harith bin Nufail, and one of the maids of Ibn Hatal. Some sources say that Harith bin Talat al-Khuza'i and Umm Sa'id were also slain, but it is thought that Umm Sa'id was none other than the maid of Ibn Hatal. Thus, no more than six were punished by death. Four others escaped death. They fled Uhid and returned to embrace Islam once they were guaranteed a pardon. They were Abdullah bin Sa'id bin Abi Sarah, Ikrama bin Abu Jahl, 
Habar bin Azwad and another maid of Ibn Hatal. Some sources add the names of Ka'ab bin Zubair, Wahshi bin Harb and Hind bin Utba, the wife of Abu Sufyan, bringing the number to seven persons in all. Some others from the Quraysh such as Safwan bin Umayyah, Zuhair bin Abu Umayyah and Suhail bin Amr hid themselves even though they were not condemned to death. Subsequently, they all embraced Islam. And that's where we leave our book reading for today. We're reading from the book When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. If you'd like to download this and other copies of the book, you're welcome to go to vocfm.iono.fm and click on the book reading channel. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.